0: Hi guys, it's Ben. Just a quick content warning. This week's episode does contain references to both rape and suicide. If you or anyone you know is struggling with mental health, please know that you're not alone and that there is help available. You can text the word HOME to 741741 to receive help from a crisis counselor. Enjoy today's episode.
1: Watching movies can take a while, and they often go out of style. But there's Megan and Ben to tell you what to watch with a smile. So I'm married, I'm married a cinephile.
0: guys, I'm Ben Farmer and I'm a cinephile. And I'm
2: Megan Carver and I'm a sin and newbie. We watch all kinds of movies, new and old. And we
0: let you know if you should watch them too. Welcome back to another episode of season five of So I Married a Cinephile. Megan? Holy
2: shit, what a day. How are you? I'm so good. I have to say... For anybody that has the video level subscription on Patreon, I'm so excited that we like flipped literally everything so you can see my forehead now.
0: I don't know why we didn't do this sooner. I could
2: wear a top hat this tall (laughs) and you could see all of it. Should
0: you choose, we can wear top hats We could wear top hats. We do have a brand new setup, hashtag blessed, but (laughs) we were trying to kind of iron out the whole, oh, they can't see our face parts because the mics used to be inverted to where it would cover up our entire face. Yeah, so, and I anyhow. think
2: we both had the same thought. It's like, what if, we like just what if we
0: just flipped, flipped the mics? The Oh, my God. Oh, my
2: God. If flipping things is kind of a good theme for today. Yeah, but I'm good. I had a good yoga class today. I mm-hmm. felt like a strong, empowered woman. Yes. I could hang tough through the chaturangas and Sanskrit squat. What was it? What was the, where was once? one? I can't remember. Sanskrit there was a squat one? that we did. Anyways, I'm feeling good. How good. are you, Ben? I'm
0: very well. I got to commit suicide in acting class today. Oh, my God. That was I fun. I could do it. So I got to do that couldn't for a few it. hours. Nope yeah i was like
2: nope high trigger we're not doing that i think
0: there are usually 10 of us in the class and there were five So, I even
2: heard one of them say like, wow, Jason, way to pick. Like just yeah. rolling in the aisles. We, material hadn't, this we week. hadn't touched
0: on the horror genre yet and it was a really intense scene, but it was, it was one of those scenes that just kind of turned me on to the technical aspects of acting. Anyhow. Yes. So that was a lot of fun. Did a half hour on the rowing machine. I am also showered and fresh.
2: I didn't say I was showered and fresh, oh, but that is true. We are both showered and fresh. And I took some, uh, some very specific time to like get myself ready. Just mm-hmm. like somebody else that we might know yeah. in a movie that we recently watched that's true um also i'm really stoked for our guest that we have here today who is he oh my gosh it's patrick oliver jones from why i'll never make it podcast oh my gosh
0: you mean actor singer podcaster patrick oliver jones
2: i do patrick welcome
1: well hello it is so great to be here i love this that your your new (laughs) setup is wonderful it makes me jealous
0: Thank you. Yeah, Santa yeah. got us some new equipment. So, we were good girls and boys last
2: year. We were. Yeah. We were. It's pretty great. It's good. How are mm-hmm. you doing?
1: Good. You know, I was listening to your, you know, you're very busy and I'm like all I did today was watch some TV, I kind of worked on my website, and now mm-hmm. I'm here. So, I feel like I am not as the, the busy actor I need to be. You 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 both are inspiring me.
2: Work hard, work hard yes. and sleep hard. No That's play true. hard cuz it's a pandemic. <laughs> (laughs) Right, right. Um, There's no
1: playtime right now. No, right now, anyway.
2: they're just building up in the workbooks of what eventually you will do. And then we'll have the Roaring Twenties all over again. Man. And then along with us, we also have our amazing producer, Molly. Molly, hi. Hello.
3: Hi, it's me, Molly. I'm not your host, <laughs> but I'm here
2: too. <laughs> I just, want that as a t-shirt. Just I'm not it. your host, that, but I'm here too. That does need to be part of our Patreon. <laughs> I think that swag. might need to be some <laughs> swag. And it's like done in like, like, um, like game show hosts like font yes i'm not your host but i'm here, I'm here too. too some yeah so
3: i'm, I'm here i'm yeah. good i'm okay. i watched the movie
0: <laughs> your first time uh,
2: yes <laughs>
3: We'll
0: get into it. We'll get into that. Let's get into it. Yeah. I'm excited.
2: Yeah. I have I have a my friend uh, Katie Joe. Katie Jo was on a couple seasons ago. She has some very strong feels about this movie yeah. and very strong feels about the musical of this movie, which I didn't get to see. Me neither. Um I did. You did okay, okay. So I'm really curious to hear about that. Let's uh, let's let's dig in.
0: It's good to be in a room that you know, you know is full of actors, but in a time where working right now is kind of tough, and you gotta maybe get creative to uh, try and produce your own work. Speaking of, and sometimes you cross a line speak- that you can't step back from speaking once you cross of it.
2: Crossing lines <laughs> and and getting creative <laughs> and maybe pushing boundaries in a inappropriate way
0: definitely pushing boundaries for sure we We watched tootsie 1982's tootsie plot breakdown per imdb michael dorsey an unsuccessful actor disguises himself as a woman in order to get a role on a trashy hospital soap opera
2: oh i'm so glad they said trashy that makes me really and i was thinking
0: about that as i was reading the description i'm like oh yeah the soap actually isn't that good like it's It's
2: not and it's like but it's uh, it's pretty
0: bad but starring of of course, uh, Dustin Hoffman as Michael Dorsey and Dorothy Michaels. We have an incredible Jessica Lang. I did Jessica Lang. Really? I oh, yeah. You me. mentioned that last night because. I'm so
2: used to her being so much more severe. I don't think
0: Megan has seen yeah. anything with young Jessica Lang in it. So no. when you see a young Jessica Lang, you're
2: just. I was like, oh my away. God, she's delightful and, and sweet.
0: Uh, of course, Terry Gar who plays Sandy, Dabney Coleman who plays the director Ron, Charles During plays Julie's father Les. We also have Bill Murray rounding out the supporting cast. Oh, I love
2: him so much.
0: and. Uh, Punky Brewster's guardian, George Gaines, plays John Van Horn, the terrible soap opera actor. And uh, uh. we also have the director and producer of the actual movie, Sidney Pollock, as Michael's agent at CAA. Wow. I, of course, have my own opinions and thoughts about this movie. This is my maybe fourth or fifth time seeing it. For our guests, we do a little something called Plot in 60 Seconds, where we give you, the guest, the opportunity to describe the entire plot of the movie in 60 seconds or less. Molly's going to keep a timer. Oh, gosh. It's just something we do as an icebreaker. So this it can be great. Right. It, can, Molly's it can also crash favorite and burn. favorite part of the entire It's also my favorite,
3: favorite part. part <laughs> yeah. So no pressure. It's true. It's true. No um, whenever you're ready to go, I'll keep a count.
1: All right. So we have this down and out actor who's also a teacher. So that's really how he makes his money. But as an actor, he's just not making it. He goes to audition after audition and either isn't kept or it's like not right for him, quote unquote. So he just has to, you know, he cannot do such a thing. So he's not making it. His 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 agent is saying, hey, you are cannot find any work because you have a bad attitude. So magically in the movie, we all of a sudden see Dustin Hoffman transformed into now a woman. So now he goes and auditions for a soap opera as a woman, books it, no one knows anything. And he starts... You know doing lines as, as they're written but then starts making up some lines and slowly through the course of the movie his character becomes one of the stars of this sitcom and he <laughs> falls in love with one of his co-stars who then eventually finds out hates him and then the movie kind of ends with them maybe being friends <laughs> <laughs> all right all
0: right. it's I so know. Good. it's like at the beginning
2: of 60 seconds <laughs> oh my god i can totally i do think this. you
0: think you have all the time in the you world you do and you the don't. 10 seconds yeah you're, you're like, like yeah. Oh, no <laughs> it's
2: <shit."> it gone <laughs> it's
0: gone but that was pretty amazing
1: that's <laughs> I, mean, what? I like oh, i like seconds. the countdown though because then it gave me a way to
0: wrap it all up yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly that's for our those, wrap it up button for sure
3: for those listening and not watching i put fingers up and I count down from 10 to zero Countdown. the last 10 it's seconds right. just it's really terrifying. really ramp up that as, adrenaline and as anxiety
2: as soon as your been. hands come up the energy all of a sudden turns frantic and terrified like I will
0: explode it's, it's high stakes
2: I will actually explode if I don't do For this sure. I love it so much oh my god it's right, because so I great. realized
1: that by the time she put her hands up I was maybe 30 minutes into the
0: film. <laughs> and so I'm like one, Crap, okay. I got to do another hour and 10 seconds. Okay, go. Right. That's yeah. always That's
2: always kind of So yeah,
0: act goes. 2 and act 3 are in the final 10 seconds. Here. It's yeah. also yeah. too
2: great when we have two guests on because they then they try to do half and half and usually the first pun first, oh. first person takes way too much time. So last person's then then like the thank person's you I'm totally left. under the bus now. <laughs> I have to pick up this the pieces.
0: Exactly. Shut up in 12 seconds. So that's plot in 60 seconds. Great job. <laughs> Wow, I, I want to ask you guys first impressions of the movie Megan.
2: Yeah, so I haven't actually seen it top to tails except for last night, and my first impression was I went I went through a wide range of emotions yeah. with this movie. Like sometimes I was like lolling gonna loll all day I (laughs) had such fun with it and other times I'm like that is so offensive but then I had to check myself and be like okay remember when this is made Yeah. yeah there were there were a lot of ups and downs for this and I I'm very curious to hear what other
1: people have to say yeah Patrick. Well, the question that I have, I'm going to go ahead and go to a question, if that's yes, okay. Yes, sure. Because my question is, yes, it, it was in the 80s. We, you know, it's not as you know enlightened as we are in 2021. Yes. But at the same time, I felt like anything that would be offensive and still offensive today was kind of checked and balanced. With like, no, you don't do that. So did it still offend you? Or was it like, oh, that's, that's what some people do. And then it was checked and called out.
2: There were, there were some parts that were checked. I will agree with that. There were some parts that were like, okay, like, that's not cool. Shut it down. And then there were other times where it was like, okay, stop it. <laughs> we'll do it again <laughs> like there were some parts that just did not redeem themselves and used humor to like be like uh, rule of three for comedy will just make him keep getting attacked by a man even though he said no several times don't kiss me it's funny yes bill yeah, murray right. is here to save you from being raped i did appreciate <laughs> i did appreciate that dustin hoffman called out he's like i was about to be raped yeah i did appreciate that shit yeah. that was something that I did note, but there were moments that in real life, it's like, that should have stopped or that hmm. couldn't, that shouldn't have happened. Yeah. But yeah. then there was also stuff that was so freaking delightful. I yeah. just... So wait, Patrick, is this your first time seeing Tootsie? Or when?
1: No, I, I had seen it before, but it had been a while. So okay. like you, I watched it last night. So th- the reason why I asked you that question before I got into my impression was because for me, I think it did, you know, n- knowing the 80s, you know, because I was a child of the 80s. And it seemed to address or at least start to address a lot of the things that we've kind of been dealing with the last five years. And so for me, I was actually surprised at how forward thinking it was in some respects with regards to how women should be treated in the workplace. And, you know, because they're all actors and in the entertainment field specifically in that genre. Mm -hmm. But so that was my first impression in kind of realizing... Oh, okay. This movie was rather progressive for its time.
2: I totally agree. There are some parts of it that were definitely like pretty progressive. And then other parts, it's just hard for me to check my own like Me Too stuff for older movies. Sure. So Ben, uh, what about you?
0: I was thinking the same thing as far as checks and balances of the things that were happening in the movie where, you know, uh, Dorothy is like physically accosted and she gets all these pet names thrown at her. But I, I think I agree with Patrick in that there were most moments, if I remember correctly, there were checks and balances to all of them including the potential rape scene which we could get into but I I did appreciate the fact that Dustin Hoffman called that out mm-hmm. after it happened and I think most moments did and I was trying to think of where this fell in other '80s movies, because I was thinking of a movie like Nine to Five.
2: This reminded me a lot of Nine to Five. Yeah,
0: yeah. very, Jay, similar, very similar. Yeah, so very similar as as far as uh, women in the workplace and how we should be, you know, treated as equals. Same villain too. Yeah, yeah. Same villain. Same villain. Like yep. he did like two to three years of playing almost the same part. But I, I actually have some trivia about his role in this movie specifically. But hi, um, got Hello. Good morning. I agree with you in that there were a lot of uncomfortable moments, and I think being a as woke as we are in 2021, we can recognize those moments, but I also did appreciate the movie for 1982 calling those things out at the same time. So, but my, my, my first impression this was a movie that was on, on TNT like growing up but I never watched it front to back cuz I didn't know if I was allowed to watch it because it had a man dressing as a woman and I grew up in a very conservative house.
2: Wait. I was allowed
0: to watch Mrs. Doubtfire. You though, were allowed weird. to
2: watch Rocky Horror. <clears throat> show. I did not
0: watch Rocky Horror show at my house. I'd go to a friend's house to watch
2: it.
1: Oh, Horror. okay. All right. All right. But I'm really glad we clarified.
0: <laughs> yes. I've so, actually
1: never seen that movie all the way through. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I've I've I I think for that reason that I I too grew up conservatively, so yeah. a movie like that was just a no go.
0: Yeah. So for me, so. it was, it was a privilege to actually sit down and watch it front to back. I think I'd seen it maybe once before, but it was some years ago. And it was, it's been on cable while we've been here in Portland yeah, all at the least time, three times. but we keep coming into the movie at the same exact point. So again, it was nice. To it's like watch.
2: always, no, my name is Dorothy, <laughs> <My> name D-O-R-O-T-H-Y. <laughs> D-O-R-O-T-H-Y. And I'm like, I, I, I know what's I know. happening. And you're <laughs> over halfway
0: through. So uh, Molly, was this your first time watching it?
2: This was my first time
3: seeing the movie. Okay. I, did get to see it on Broadway mm-hmm. I forgot that I saw it on Broadway <laughs> okay <laughs> I think I wanted to black it out not that it was, that that was good, a good huh? not that it was a bad production there was nothing wrong with it Santino did a great job it's the story <laughs> and yep. both Rocket and Ben are drinking right now so if you hear Slurpees that's <laughs> some,
0: the I farmer I tried to back off the mic
3: It's like, there's that saying, your favorite is problematic. And that's like all I could think about Hmm. uh, after I saw the Broadway musical. And my brain Hmm. really wanted to shut the movie out. My brain like knew what was coming, knew the stuff that I found problematic already. I will tell you, I I didn't turn it off, but my brain did. I like couldn't finish this movie.
1: Hmm. Wow.
2: Interesting.
3: And all of the Hmm. research I did... I just kept being like fuck you.
2: I like could not get into it. It was That's it, a that's that's it, a good perspective to have. I it, also my mom loves this movie. And hates Moana. She loves this movie and hates Moana.
0: Your mom and I have issues. <laughs> okay. Join the you club. Been friends. Just
2: like any parent child relationship, okay. Um It's complicated. Yes, let's get into some discussion about cuz it sounds like we're already on our way yeah, I mean, into that q yeah. and Bay territory. We're primed. So, did anyone like opening the floor? Were there any like discussion questions or like Molly? I know that you always have a really good time coming up with. <clears throat>
0: You know, some fun discussion cues. I mean, I feel like I have a big sort of meta question. So I don't know if I want to lead off. And lead but off, but I will. But uh, I, will. <laughs> the, do it. I suppose I suppose the question is, I think one of the things that this movie is trying to do is how do I phrase this? It is it is showing, it, it's, it's putting a man literally in the shoes of a woman and helping the man be empathetic towards the experience of being a woman in the world. I'm wondering if the movie actually fulfilled that part of its mission in trying to empathize with women in the world and how they're treated because it is a romantic comedy, I suppose. No,
2: it's comedy not. Comedy first
0: romantic. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how you, I mean, it's definitely a comedy. And I know Dustin Hoffman is It's the same thing as record. like
2: Bridesmaids is not a romantic comedy, but there's romance in it. Shh. Sure. It's a personal growth story more yeah. than anything.
0: I would I would say so. Okay, that's a really good point. But I'm wondering if you guys think if the movie accomplished its mission of some sort of not not women's liberation because I feel like that's too broad of a stroke. No, you know, but but I, do you know what I'm saying? I think I
2: know what you're saying. Like the, did it create the opportunity for for men perhaps to see the world through a woman's eyes, because that's literally what they were
0: trying to do in this. Yes. Did it succeed in that, in that way?
1: I'm going to hold off on my comments. Yeah. Go Patrick. Go. No, I was just going to say, and that was one thing that, that struck me is that I think through Dustin Hoffman's character, I think most men, and especially, I think, you know, we're, we're all actors so we can Mm. even, even more, uh, more so, put ourselves in that position. But I do think that it accomplished that purpose because the character himself, Michael Dorsey, definitely goes through a transformation and even says it at the end. you know that, he, yeah. that he's he's a better man as a woman th- th- than he was her. as himself, you know, yeah. so so he he definitely learned some things and even just the, the the things that he would say to to speak up for him herself as Dorothy. So so I think in that way, it did accomplish that. So for so for me it was actually very very interesting and I felt it a very feminist piece in that way mm-hmm. that it showed how women could be and were treated and and how to treat them better. Mm-hmm. And so for me that message at least came across. Okay.
2: I guess for me it It sure tried and then it stumbled. Like, I feel like it tried to provide a very unique lens on specifically women in the workplace. Mm -hmm. And I think so specifically to actresses in the workplace, Mm -hmm. like with waiting, you know, out in line for auditions and being told to leave just because they don't look right. Even though that did happen to Michael Dorsey as well, I suppose, like, let's not make it just, you know, a sexist issue that happened to him. But then we find out it's not actually because of how he looks, it's because of his attitude. So Mm. I guess that that was one thing that was kind of like, they tried to make it similar when actually like this stuff that does happen to women at auditions that happens. And I guess too, there was another part of me that thought they were maybe leaning into, and there were some hints of this, like gender fluidity and like what it is to express your feminine side. And is that good for you? Like, for example, when the girlfriend got really pissed off and was like, are you gay or something? And he said, what did he say? In what In what sense? I actually loved that answer. I thought that was a great answer. Mm -hmm. And that actually showed some confusion around his identity. And then also too, at the end, when he's talking about like, I'm a better man as I am Dorothy than I was when I was just myself. Which then part of me is like, okay, so then is that leaning into perhaps some exploration of trans? Because he sure loved dressing in those clothes. He felt more like himself. He was a kinder person when he was in those clothes. So there was a part of me that actually thought, there's some really interesting exploration on gender fluidity, but I think there was so much poking of fun of it that it ended up stumbling on itself. Okay. So I think that it sure tried to bring that lens in and I think that it tried to reach more audiences by making there so so much humor about it but I think that there are probably a lot of people that are like this did not succeed in any way because they're just, it needs to be authentic 1000% which then nice. is it a comedy anymore?
1: But I would say and this this is where I, I differ is that yes th- there are stereotypes for a reason because a certain segment of a certain population does certain things So stereotypes come from something. They come from a certain truth, but they obviously do not apply to all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that that that's that's where that's where you draw the line on a stereotype. However, the things that happen in that movie do happen in real life. They mm-hmm. are actual things that women go through, that men go through, mm-hmm. that maybe people who, who who dress a certain way, whether they're dressing opposite their gender or whatever it. Th- these are things that happen that people go. So in a certain sense, it did give a true depiction, although heightened for movie and for comedy's yes. sake. Yeah. It still gave a true depiction of things that actually do happen. But the reaction to them, the calling it out which may or may not happen also happens there are things that that happen that we're that we we do not speak up when we should and things just continue to happen yeah. there are times when we take a stand so for me it was still as heightened as it was for comedic effect it still represented things that do happen Hmm. Agreed.
2: I I also was going to ask the crowd in terms of mirroring around, because what made me so pissed off about Michael Dorsey's character? There were a couple of things that made me really mad at him. <laughs> but one thing that made me mad at him is that he's making fun of and calling out uh, the director guy for being a raging asshole. And he's like, you know, I don't like the way that you treat Julie. And I don't like how you are not faithful to her and all that shit. And I'm like, you're literally doing the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. Like you have no business is calling that shit out.
3: Which is why he says... At the very I end of that conversation, I know, you. I know you better than you think I do because he's yeah. saying, "I when
0: I I'm am the same when way
3: when I take my tits off, <laughs> exactly. I'm exactly the same."
0: Exactly, right? And it's those kinds of moments that re- not redeem the movie for me, but make it not ahead of its time. Maybe but
2: acknowledge,
0: acknowledge it. Not not just the fact that you're having this conversation and I don't like the way you treat Julie, but the fact that there's a line in there that says, "I know you a lot better than you think I do because I am the same way." Mm-hmm. So I. I recognize that in myself it's to me it's the mirror up to nature hmm. michael doesn't like him because he sees a part of himself reflected back at him
1: hmm
2: interesting this is getting real heady i was not expecting this for tootsie (laughs) i'm
0: not gonna lie it's one of those movies well yeah yeah yeah, go
1: ahead no no i was just gonna say it it brings up these issues and especially now 2021 it's Mm -hmm. it's it's going to be a different conversation i think it would have been it would have been similar conversations in the 80s but maybe not as progressive not as forceful not Mm -hmm. as realized but now we can look at it and and we can call out the moments at which it's like okay making the right steps forward and then where it's still kind of in the you know caveman days
0: yeah Mm -hmm. yeah where where do we still have work
1: to do
2: right right Mm -hmm. molly i'm curious what because i feel like you're sitting on some stuff what do you got (laughs) okay right? because <laughs> so, I am curious
1: why you couldn't make it through why your yeah, brain couldn't do? I had I think pinches. it's interesting that, I
0: had
2: some pinches.
1: So I think I'm it's curious. interesting that you've
0: seen the musical before the movie so yeah
2: but blocked
3: it out I blocked it out so I think that a lot of things happen to Dorothy that happen to women in real life mm-hmm. but the way that Dorothy reacts to it is actually Michael mm-hmm. reacting to it right it's like not yes he's not like being a woman reacting. He's being himself reacting to how he's being treated. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of the ways that Michael reacts, even as Dorothy would have been shut down because he was a woman. You can't change the lines in the script. I don't care that it's a shitty script and you're getting more views. Like you can't do that. The way the director, like, yeah, there was one minute where this is a rant and rape. I'm sorry, but the way, like, (laughs) right. So Dorothy says, my name is Dorothy, not Toots, right? But like the rest of the time, that director is so respectful to him, her. Um, <laughs> and so I felt like that wasn't realistic. I felt mm. like, no, you guys still don't understand what women really go through yeah. when you do even when you do stand up for yourself because we have to in the workplace there is pushback from that you would have been fired you would have Mm -hmm. been blacklisted you would have been not talked to by the rest of the men on set for the day you know like Mm -hmm. it would have just been so that didn't feel real to me
2: Mm -hmm. and if you took like bombshell from this last year and you made bombshell into a comedy that would be an accurate depiction of what it is to be a woman in the workplace sometimes Mm -hmm. like I don't know how you could do that without being wildly offensive and really triggering in any every way shape and form but yeah Yeah. I think that there are some parts of that that yeah I agree with you so
3: at least for me it didn't feel like a realistic female experience
2: well and I guess the thing and this was another question I had is is that whenever he would fly off the handle and be a total asshole on set or on stage for rehearsals they would be like okay I'm never gonna work with him again but then when he did the exact same thing as a woman they're like wow she's so stand up I like that quality in a woman let's keep her on and pick up her option I was like okay so because that she's, never happens she's a woman and she's saying the same thing that she did as a man does that make it better or okay or excusable that was something that I was very confused about
0: I didn't know if you needed to to look at that through the lens of the soap opera because maybe up to that point, th- oh. this movie also makes, d- d- goes out of its way to make fun of soap it operas. It does. But I think in the case of, was it, is it Southwest general? Is that what the soap is called? Something like that? Yes. Yeah.
1: I think, I think so.
0: So maybe in the case of the show, they had, they hadn't really seen a soap opera character who is female react that way. Like Dorothy comes in and she's, you know, it's her first day and she has to kiss the old doctor and they're like, Oh yeah, he kisses everybody. We call him the tongue. I did appreciate that. And so he, he turns the tables on this horrible actor during the scene. So anyway, to that point I I think maybe you have to look at it through the lens of the soap opera in that they hadn't really seen a female character like that before or behaved that way before or change the lines or hit somebody the head with a folder or something mm-hmm, like that right. so it was a very kind of watershed moment when she stopped the advances of this doctor mm-hmm. or actor or whoever multiple times multiple times. that's my thing that pisses me <laughs> off it escalates through the multiple movie with times. this guy yeah yeah so
2: i also too was going to ask what people think bill murray's role in this movie was because I feel like there's there's more to it other than just being the roommate, but I'm yeah. not sure if I know what it is.
1: I think he is the voice of acceptance because the thing is he never questions his roommate doing it. He there, There's one time where he's like, how can you keep doing this, you know, just managing both lives as a man and as a woman, yeah. you know, just mm-hmm. for logistics sake. But, but he never really questions it like he his roommates dressing trying to find a a dress and this particular thing and and then they talk about wigs together and how you you know no you need to fix that that but really he is just the voice of acceptance and like this is what's happening my roommate's going through this but also calls him out like hey hey you need to treat your girlfriend better so there he's he's Hmm. kind of a voice of reason through it that's how i saw
0: him I agree he's he's a little bit of a Jiminy Cricket he's I, I I totally agree with the word acceptance there are a few times where he mentions like okay I think we're getting into a weird area here <laughs> You know, right. so I I think he's like a mix of acceptance and also like your conscience of like, okay, should we take a step back and like really look at what we're doing here, or should we just ignore all of this and just keep going? But yeah, I think you're right. He he's also a playwright, so there's there's also kind oh of a, a really there's also kind of a really pure quality to Bill Murray in this. His
2: his whole bullshit about if I could just have a theater that's only open when it rains, <laughs>
1: because
0: Jesus. then you get the true theater. You get the
1: true. They until they're drunk. There.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I love the word acceptance. I think that's a great way to describe.
2: I also, lemons. I don't know why he ate lemons.
0: His, his plate of lemons. Like, <laughs> Did when- <laughs> anybody else
1: catch
2: that? Yeah. He
3: literally it's just when had he's a packing plate of lemon wedges. When
0: Michael's packing for the weekend to go upstate with Julie and her dad. But yeah, he's just eating a plate of, of lemon I will say that is wedges. one part where
2: he's like kind of judging him a little bit. He's like, oh, I just think you're going to burn in hell for he's all like, this. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah, and yeah. he does he still say calls like, him out. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah, he calls him out and is like, I'm pretty sure you can't go back and like let people know that you've like taken advantage of all of these fans and women and done all of this stuff and just get away scot-free. Hmm. So I do appreciate some of that stuff and I I love Bill Murray. Like I just like, I'm going to save that for a rave. So if you're not a Patreon subscriber and want to hear rants and raves, be sure that you sign up for are that. You,
0: are you going to mention your dad
2: too? I probably will mention probably. my dad. And his
0: link to Bill Murray. Little Little,
2: little hint there. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. okay. teaser 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 I'm excited teaser teaser um, crowd pleaser we haven't
0: really talked about some of the other supporting characters I didn't know if I'm well maybe a little bit but I didn't know if you guys had other than Bill Murray Gina I, Davis fucking Gina Davis right. in her first movie her very first movie oh that movie was her first was, movie was her okay first that movie was guy.
2: amazing yeah. and I actually realized in that moment I was trying to there were two st- Se- t- separate spots where Gina Davis was there and I was like oh it's so close to passing the Bechdel test and then it just doesn't like it was so close and then it didn't they were standing <laughs> there talking to one another and then but
0: was no, there it- any other like supporting character scene that stuck out to you
1: guys? well f- mm-hmm. for me it-, it was interesting just comparing there's there's Gina Davis Jessica Lang and then Terry Garr yeah. and mm-hmm. of the of the three women like 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 Terry Gar, I felt was the one that was written the most stereotype the most right. she is this stereotypical hysterical woman who just flies off the handle gets emotional and no one can make sense of what she's saying because she's just so irrational. So right. she was she was just this heightened quote unquote stereotype of of a woman that was that was to me the annoying part. She just didn't seem to have yes, we all get hysterical sometimes, but there was sure. no dimension to her that no. you that you connected with her, that you resonated with her. Yeah. Like Jessica Lang had her character had a little bit of both, you know, where 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 it was like heightened and then it was like really real and getting to the heart. So yeah, so, yeah, yeah. she I question what her point was, was.
3: what was yeah. the point of her being in like would the movie have been different if her character had just been cut
1: out.
2: I swear to God.
3: If Terry Garr Gar
1: had been cut out?
3: Yeah. Mm. I swear to God, this is one of those oh, things where it's yes. like yes. ever like, since You think it was we... important that she was there?
1: Absolutely, because okay. to me getting getting to that line where he, where he, he talks to Dabney Coleman, where he talks yeah. to the, the director and says, I know you. I know you more than you think it. In order for that to make sense, we have to see how he treated yeah, exactly. Terry Gar's character and women in order in general. for that to make sense. Yeah, and women that in general. But Terry Gar is kind of the the embodiment of how he treated women and just kind of sloughing it off. And
0: I don't know if she was as stereotyped as I think you guys maybe. She also has some really yeah, good lines yeah. in this and maybe some sure. of her lines to me were a little bit saving in that the explosion she has when she re- well she doesn't come to the realization that you know Michael is Dorothy but I forget how the whole scene plays out where he's like coming out of the shower and he gives her the chocolates and she finds the note on the chocolates mm. and she has some lines where she just lays into him and he's like apologizing and she has a, a line that, that I always remember is like no there's nothing you can do for me Mm-hmm. To make me feel better. I'm just gonna feel this way until I don't feel this way anymore. But you have to know that you made me feel this way. That uh, is so what it I, is to hurt someone's feelings uh, in a relationship. That's a strong line. Yeah. 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 So I to, me, that. to me, to me, there too. were there were me some too. lines oh. That, that oh my god saved her. But I I do think you're right. Maybe her her arc or her journey, they did sort of portray her as emotional, stereotypical New York actress who yeah just can to play. really
2: quickly like <laughs> there are so many good one-liners in this movie like the I wrote down this movie the, when insane. she picked up the corn cob and she's like that's a corn cob not the phone I wrote down that's a corn cob like there's all these fucking random lines that are so great yeah. I really love the writing in this I yeah. truly do I'm sorry Molly you were gonna say something I don't remember oh I do remember
3: I do remember yes. besides her great lines could her care like could her reasoning for her character being there been accomplished in a 30 second montage of him being a womanizer? Like, that's what I mean by does that character, like, what does she bring? Like, of course,
2: she brings something that he, it was just a question.
1: (laughs) I mean, I guess for me, it would
2: be something where it's like, it would be different for me, at least if she had, if she wasn't so emotionally gullible i suppose like if there was some strength to her or there were some more qualities where i didn't expect her to say that really strong line at the beginning and then as soon as she's out the door and the door is closed she's crying on the other side and thinking that she's a horrible person right like I, there was just so much ridiculousness to her heightened Characterization of that part that none of it seemed grounded or realistic. I had a hard time relating to her because anytime she did say something truthful, I'm like, in a second, you're going to be crying over like that you didn't have enough checks cereal this morning, like (laughs) just ridiculous. So you know,
1: yeah, it's it's interesting because as ungrounded, to use your word, as ungrounded as her character was. I think from a writing device, her character is what grounded Michael. Because as a woman, we get to see how he reacts, how he views the world. And then in his relationship with Terry Gar and, and th- that character, that then we see how he is as a man reacting mm. to the world and interacting with others. Oh, and so in that in that piece, she was rather necessary to give us both sides of of his character which
2: too to be fair she gave him an out right at the beginning she said like if we're just having sex once and calling it let's call it and he he, for whatever reason he's just like no 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 and i can i can do it it's like you don't have to do it she just said you can go you're fine (laughs) why didn't you just
0: go but he feels the need but the man wants to step
1: up the man wants to step up you know we we want to be like no no i can do this i I can do this there's there's, (laughs) there's,
0: that that, (laughs) there's a very man
1: quality of
2: (laughs) right yeah right yeah
1: Hmm. Yeah. interesting men like to take duct tape to our lives and feel like we can fix anything <laughs> interesting <laughs>
2: pants relationships yeah. whatever now,
3: i gotta tell you yeah. a really weird thing in the music in the broadway show yeah bill murray's character and harry gar's character end up together at the very end
2: really My yeah it's really, it's really weird it's really weird because he has a girlfriend in this yeah that's what i thought oh, he does that, yeah no. he has a girlfriend in this maybe he doesn't not in that. No. Yeah. I'm uh-huh. really, really curious weird. what changes and differences there it's are in the musical. So bizarre. To this. Which That's all just- I remember, honestly. That's all <laughs> yeah. I remember of it. I, okay. So, and I do have, it's sort of, I guess, a conspiracy theory. But, we
0: can move into hot takes now. Okay.
2: Takes. Hot, takes. hot takes. Hot takes. I, so it's not so much of a hot take, but I have a conspiracy theory that there is an alternate ending to this movie really? somewhere. Okay. I, think that they had two endings. Oh, I,
0: I firmly believe that. <laughs> you think so? They
2: had two endings it, and they went with one, the one that we saw, but the other one is that he reveals himself and then they go, wow. Cause she's like, oh my God, well, I'll be damned. And then they love it and they cast him and continue casting him as the brother and he stays on the soap. Huh. I think there's oh, an
1: alternative. Oh, alternate- I, 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 I'm sure there was that that plot point that kind of went that direction yeah. it because weird it does
2: that he shows up it does and he's end like on a, it's me yeah. and then it just that whole soap opera just drops it's yeah. like you never yeah, see the we it never again see the
0: fallout of his career no. like so <laughs> exactly. now now, the soap doesn't want to work with him now because we know that no one in New York and no one in Hollywood will hire him. Right. So, does this also snowball on the fact that no one will hire him or does everybody want to hire him now because he fooled literally everyone? I don't know. Yeah.
2: I don't know i I, don't. I personally my conspiracy theory is there is a second ending out there and Locked that it ended with Columbia him it, it's in the disney vault along with <laughs> all the other random why ass. is it just the disney vault? because that's the old what does mgm have a I'm vault i'm sure they have a does probably. warner at brothers a, at least have a, a vault? safe somewhere no one's talked about it disney is the only one that's made it public <laughs> well, so because, that's yeah, where everything is
3: millennial mindset and verbiture. disney has the vault it has the has
2: vault, the vault. <laughs>
0: disney it vault. is it is
2: the Disney Vault.
3: The Vault. Yes. Wow. So I didn't I even
2: think, think
1: about. No, yeah. I, I, I actually, I, I absolutely agree. agree with you. Be- yeah. Because, because there, there's actually one huge for me plot hole in the whole movie, because there is the, I, 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 don't know, m- m- first twenty minutes, half hour, maybe of of Michael Dorsey, the actor. We find out his life. You know, we're introduced to to his his girlfriend slash whatever his career not career teaching we're introduced to this and literally out of nowhere for no reason without any uh, any indication that's coming he's all of a sudden on the street dressed as a woman yes
2: yes thank
3: you and and, and i
1: mean if 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 you know the movie you know if you know what the plot is then you're like okay now we're getting into it but writing wise they never address why he thought of this how he thought of this where he got women's clothes from, like all of these things, it's just one scene. He's a man. The next, all of a sudden, he's decided to be a woman, and it's never addressed.
2: Patrick, there's so for a me that was that was a that huge thing. We, there's a saying we have on this podcast, and I think it rings true here, which is movies are bullshit. Movies are bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's just yeah. like, hey, that's happening now, and you're like, oh, okay, yeah, I'll just. That great.
0: was something I was thinking about today as we were prepping to do the podcast that transition or lack of transition in particular because i think you're right they never address
2: no he sneezed and it was on him it It just it just happened at him wave
0: of a magic wand and he's walking down seven cinderella as a woman i mean
1: iconic iconic scene of him in the crowd revealed walking through i mean iconic scene Yep.
0: how did we get how did we get how did we get here we yeah. do open the movie with a bit of a hair and makeup montage. Which I
2: did appreciate. I thought that that helped. Kind of. Helped. It, it,
0: doesn't, it doesn't excuse the it fact that they didn't show us no. how he became a woman or started dressing like a woman. But it did give maybe a little bit of a hint of what's in store. But you're right. They didn't show us that yeah. transition i suppose yeah yeah
3: i watched an interview with the director and he was saying that there were little pieces in the first 30 minutes especially when he's working with terry gar's character yeah. and like in the acting classes where yeah. you see him turn to a bit more like um feminine like when he's running lines and doing the female part so he, they like tried to subconsciously see like have you see soft parts of him and see that he could play this woman and then he just appears as Dorothy. And right. I was like, more. Right. Today, today, I'm going to
0: go back. I'm going to go back and just watch that five minutes of the movie just to see if there's anything I missed. Cause I was racking my there, brain to see if there was like, did I just forget a no, scene? No, there is a
2: part, cause like when she's rehearsing lines with, when he's rehearsing lines with That's what's her right. name.
0: When he's rehearsing the scene and with Terry Garth. she's Gar.
2: like, well, fine, you do it. And he right. does it and fucking does it right yeah. and she's like well why can't i do it like you and he's like stop being a pussy well she did he, he doesn't oh, yeah. say that
0: but so
3: that's <laughs> supposed to be the moment that all of us go oh, oh. and then he's supposed to show up in drag essentially and sorry. us go of like, course
2: that's going, going and
0: buying all sense.
2: those clothes and but, this was all in uh, one day
1: no it, i don't think it was but, in but, one. but but yeah, yeah. yeah i mean because obviously they were still auditioning for that particular role so obviously right. it was maybe within the same week maybe, maybe. or something like yeah. that but, but still friday But still, I've read a lot of scenes with a lot of people playing different characters and I don't all of a sudden that week show up as a black man or an Asian woman or, you know, and all of a sudden become something else.
0: God, that would right. be bad. You gotta that make would your be own bad, work, right, You gotta listening. make your own work.
1: I, I gotta find the work. <laughs> gotta, However, you, I hey, you, It's Patrick, 90% unemployment. A I, I don't just magically transform.
3: Come on. <laughs> it's because you're not a black man. Because it's, I that's, ain't. A,
2: that's what it
1: is. <laughs> there you that's, go. That's
3: <laughs>
2: what's missing, clearly. Um, I want to see you and
3: Stafford, who is on our uh, <laughs> podcast, do a joint
2: podcast. Yes. Oh my god, that would be, that would just be an entire hot takes rant. And raves. Great. That's all it would be. Our
3: guests are the um, best, anyway. So yes. Sorry, tangent. Our so guests are great. Just to go
0: back over the timeline: Terry Gar goes in for the audition. <laughs> she is. She is let go. Ten seconds in, because of type, that like, sorry, yes. we need yeah, someone t- t- else. Typed out, yep. Yeah. Typed out. She's gone. She starts crying. He goes back to the desk and asks if someone is there. here today. Yeah,
2: because yeah. she want, he wants her to go in he for want, an audition. Right. He's like, we're gonna. Fi- I'm a man. I'm gonna fix this right what now. What
0: happens right. after that?
2: Then she says, Oh, he's not here right now. He's rehearsing for Iceman Cometh.
0: Oh, on and Broadway. Then he goes and sees and he his says, Um,
2: Excuse me, I was supposed to be in Iceman Cometh on Broadway. And then, so he effort. goes. I'm sorry, your problem isn't my problem anymore. I need to go talk to my agent. That's right. right. That's exactly yeah. right. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. Yes, which is very Michael Dorsey. So he goes and talks to Sydney Pollock. Sydney Pollock says, "No one's going to work with you. You're, you're washed up in New York. No one in Hollywood either." I,
2: in my head, I heard Sydney Poitier, even <laughs> Sydney though that's Poitier, not what he said.
0: They call me Mr. Tibbs, <laughs> was, and he says, "Yes, <laughs> they call coming me Mr. Tibbs." I love it. So they won't hire him. And then he leaves his agent's office. And then we see him walking down the street as yes. a woman.
2: In my head, that happened in
3: the yep. span of Th- two that- and a
0: half hours.
1: It makes you long no, that, for that's, that tw- that's,
0: that's how it happens. That's how it 20 feels. 20 minutes in Mrs. Doubtfire where exactly. Harvey Firestein is making up yes. Robin Williams over a musical that. montage. And like, we needed
2: that. That's what we needed. Like, cut half of the go Tootsie Go part oh and God. put it over there. Use it there. <laughs> it just, you know, I see, missed it
1: but see in mrs doubtfire we understand we, we we see his thought process of of becoming a nanny of becoming a woman of taking on this character we we, we at least kind of see that transformation in tootsie yes. it's a it, it's a swipe right of, a, of a scene it's, cut
2: yeah Done. it's it, barely a suggestion and then it's like okay this is what we're doing now
0: i think they skipped a part between testing hair and makeup for dustin hoffman and then transitioning that into the movie they're like okay here's the look now we just drop it it in like boom
1: again another scene that was probably cut out maybe like like, i'm sure there's probably some scenes cut out there you know the alternate energy that scene the yeah. Whatever montage of him. I get just so frustrated when
2: you can see that the editors and producers have got their fingers in it. Like that's a really, it's a hard thing to do. To be a good editor and to be a good collaborative producer is a difficult thing. Yes. And when they're when it's not done well, and you can see like that, I'm just gonna get all me on this. When you're a copy editor and you're working on someone's work, they say it needs to look like you came in and cleaned everything up and everything looks better, but they don't know why or how like it needs to be seamless. It's like fucking ninja grammar Punctuation stuff. Yeah. Right. That's how I think good editing should be. The story sure. is already there. They're fine tuning it and making sure the story is told in the right way. This was, I think, lacking in a couple of chunked out areas. You know, it just. Well, m- I dig the maybe celery thing.
3: soda spilled on the footage, and-, and we just, just we have to do it soda. live. We had to we do just it.
0: Have to do it live.
3: <laughs> also, Dustin Hoffman also- could have been absolute shit at putting on female makeup. He, they, it could have been film crap. And he could have. Okay. could have been just like you know what, this is terrible. It's
2: not going in. really. <laughs> real quick conspiracy theory. Uh, celery soda. Did anyone else notice that Bill Murray was eating celery after the party? So, maybe he's the one that spilled the celery soda to help his roommate get out of the soap. Hashtag and the no stretch. Soda. <laughs> wow. We're going to call that wow. a taffy point. That's, that's a stretch. Call
0: that a stretch my friend. That's a taffy. taffy well, now, point. now we have to see if the director's cut of Tootsie exists. And maybe no, we'll we get do. those scenes. Really. I mean,
2: that's been on my to do list since <laughs> ever. Some,
3: something yeah. that I noticed that we see both. Dustin Hoffman as Michael and Terry Garr get rejected, right? For not being the right look or whatever for the character. But we get to see Dustin. We get to see what is Dustin Hoffman's character? Michael. Audition. And then be told, sorry, you're not right. And she got kicked out in 10 seconds. Did anyone else notice that
0: which i guess
3: like of course different directors and it's tv and theater and of course they're different but it was like that felt important to me so Mm. i'm gonna
2: actually toss that point over to patrick because uh if you guys don't know patrick oliver jones has this fantastic podcast called why i'll never make it where he talks to and interviews like we're talking broadway stars we are talking like the folks of the biz that have in a lot of people's eyes quote-unquote made it and i know that there's a whole segment that you do that's like audition stories have you heard of right. any of this kind of stuff happening or is this like mm, i've not really heard of this
1: happening before as far as being typed out that kind of thing or just I guess typed out and or, then or, also, or going in and then leaving immediately
2: i think maybe like i think all of it like maybe typed out because i know that right. i've been typed out but i've only been typed out in theater auditions i've mm-hmm. never been typed out at yeah. film auditions because they wouldn't have called me in any way specifically
0: soap operas too. right
2: and <gasps> right. then but then yeah, yeah. i suppose i've never heard of situations where I've gone in and I'm like, fuck you, I'm doing an audition and I'm just going to like bust my way in and then end up getting a part. I've never heard of anything like that happening.
1: I I think that can gingerly happen in a theater audition where they 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 want to hear your monologue, and then they say thank you. And I said, Well, actually, I'd I'd love to to try the scene because it blah 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 blah. And they go, Okay. And th- then they book it. Really? So I mean, s- you know, so so sometimes it can happen where you stand up and be like, Well, actually, I'd like to do this, or can we try this song? And you know, so it I that does happen. And as far as being typed out, yeah, I mean, I, I have my own story being typed out of Adam's family, and then a year and a year later I'm in the tour. So wait, you know, you never wait. know. What can, can we happen. hear that That's real crazy.
2: quick? Can you, can we get like (laughs) a Patrick Jones typed out and then cast an Adam's family musical in 60 seconds?
1: (laughs) Yeah, yes, because that's about how long it took. No, because. (laughs) So it's one of the chorus call auditions where they bring you in 10 at a time, literally line you up against the wall mm-hmm. they have your headshots on the table in the order that you're standing yeah. and they and they slide up slide down slide up slide down keep these four the rest bye bye yep that was your audition yep. you just stand up against the wall and i was one of the however many that were said thank you goodbye so i literally waited to stand up against the wall and then be told no. Yep. Okay, great, that That was my audition, thank you so much. Then a year later, they're doing the tour and they bring me in for, you know, again, it's another chorus ensemble role. And yeah, and that they have me, you know, do the understudy sides, they have me dance, and then I made it. So, you know, once I actually got to audition, it's like, oh yeah, you can do this. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. so typed out is, is is always like, it's the only time I'm trying to think. No, that, that may have happened once before, but it, it was it's rare that I've done those kind of typed out calls, mm-hmm. thankfully.
2: Uh, that's happened to that me at least twice. Yeah. And two, it's like, I think about, you know, however many times we've had stuff like that happen. But then I also think about these poor casting directors that have to look at hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds mm-hmm. of actors yeah, a day like,
3: they all look you, the same. They really do. After a certain <laughs> amount of time, especially
2: joke. like the yes. hour before lunch, no you can't real. remember whose face is afoot. Like you, you it's all a blur. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, I also feel for them because they want you to be the answer and they want you to get your shot, but they also are, they're human and they're exhausted.
1: Well, one interesting thing about this movie is something that we no longer do. I mean, yes, there's pandemic time. So now it's all self tapes. But even before then, who goes to the theater to audition anymore? Who goes to the, yeah. the yes. actual Set of the of the tv show and auditions like yeah. like these things never happen anymore yeah. like so so that is something that i think that had something to do with the audition process that they're showing in the movie because that was more typical back then and since they didn't have emails that you could just send someone's headshot they needed to see you I, and yeah, then they, they see, see you it. and you're like okay you're ugly get out of here yeah.
2: right right and also too when when was the last time I don't remember this ever happening since we've been actors that you somehow found a headshot printed it out went to the studio and then attacked the actors as they came out and said hi could you sign your headshot for me when does that happen
0: hilarious oh oh oh, oh as far as I've autographs never seen
2: that happen I but i I was like oh my god that's right that was the thing and I'm like where did people go to buy these headshots
0: like, now it's just probably at the studio Probably, I, I would like right. assume oh. the
3: studio would mm. just have like headshots
0: well they're giving tours you, yeah you right. know? They're, 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 tours, they're giving tours neighbors. so maybe they give out like, yeah. uh, there's definitely like right. a gift shop where you can buy an so invite mm-hmm. for sure
3: really
2: weird why don't we do that anymore <laughs> that's because it's weird
3: because i can just go look at their instagram
1: yeah that's
2: true i don't and mean...
1: direct message them and direct right. message
2: them yeah. i know this is one of those things where it's like oh my god dan levy added me once and now i'm like oh all the celebrities will talk to me now yeah, absolutely <laughs> anyway, yeah
0: you can get a hold of anybody no. you can you can all right with that should we hop into some trivia let's do it
2: trivia, trivia. oh boy here we
0: go let's oh, that's... cue that awesome new trivia music yeah, yeah. So this is actually something I wanted to bring up in conspiracy theories, but relating to what Molly sent us, Molly sent us this great AFI interview. With oh, Dustin I didn't watch Hoffman. it. It's, it's very good, but there's Not a yet. part of me that I don't take offense, but I just, I want to go to bat for Larry Gelbart here because the story is, at least from how Dustin Hoffman tells it, his friend, uh, and I forget, uh, Murray, Murray Scheisgall. Came up with the concept of Tootsie, which is actually not true. Larry Gelbart went to his grave. I think the the day before Larry Gelbart died, he gave an interview saying, "I actually came up with the concept." Dustin Hoffman has been lying for thirty years that his <gasps> friend came up with everything. So I just want to get that on the record. Scandal. Dun, dun, dun. <sighs>
2: And then I'll die. Yeah. And then I'll die. So no one can come at me. In an
0: interview conducted uh, before his death, writer Larry, Gar- Larry Gelbart revealed that he nursed a grudge against Dustin Hoffman because Hoffman claimed that his friend, writer, and producer, Murray Scheisgall, had conceived the movie. In his last major interview in 2008, Gelbart told Salon.com's Mike Sachs Tootsie was my vision despite Dustin Hoffman's lifelong mission to deprive anybody of any credit connected with that movie, except for his close friend, Murray. And I then, say that because Dustin appeared with James Lipton on Inside the Actor's Studio in 2006 and declared that Tootsie, I, that the idea for it sprang from Murray Shai's intestines. I don't know much about gastrointernology, but I do know that the central theme for okay. Tootsie came from me. All right, okay. <laughs> All right. I just, I <laughs> want to go to Bad for Larry Gelbard for this because I'm a big MASH fan. So maybe I'm, maybe I'm, and no, I mean, no credit find- where credit's
1: due. It's, that's yeah. important.
0: And you're gonna also find information,
2: wouldn't... you're gonna find it at salon.com. Exactly. Like, that's where you're if there's a trusted go, source, forget about WikiLeaks
0: <laughs> or Wikipedia. For Wikipedia for that and <laughs> salon.com salon. is, where, is gonna that's where I sure... get my factual information. Me too. Very
2: very NPR, much. no, thank you. <laughs> yeah,
0: apparently, the crew would only give bad news to Dustin Hoffman when he was in drag because apparently he was much nicer when he was dressed as a
2: see woman. hilarious.
1: see I think just Justin thing, Hoffman
0: you know. might be a jerk in real life, guys. I think he might be. I, I get that. Right. All right. I, I'm I, not going to assume. I've heard,
1: I think I've heard some stories like that. But, but, but also, I think that has to do with his method approach his to training, acting. His training. I being, absolutely uh, agree.
0: The, being the, uh, the character the audition scene when he's coaching Terry Garn her audition. I'm like, hey. oh no, that's Dustin Hoffman mm-hmm. coaching Terry Garn. I'm like, yeah. this isn't Michael yep. go- coaching yeah. <laughs> his girlfriend. This is, oh, this is actually Dustin Hoffman. The character of Dorothy originally did not speak with a Southern accent, but in doing research, Hoffman discovered his voice fell more closely into the range of a female pitch if he did a Southern accent. And the way he practiced was he would call Meryl Streep on the phone. <laughs> he would read the lines of Blanche from Streetcar Named Desire to Meryl Streep over the phone, and she would give him feedback because because they had just done Kramer versus Kramer the year before.
3: Sorry. Rocket. Rocket. Rocket springs
0: up. Can you believe it
3: has the best comedic timing just
2: emerged no.
3: like, did he come up Mer- like
0: right at the end yeah. Yeah. Uh, is, hi, is Meryl girl. Streep is Meryl
1: Streep his favorite actor because that he's would like, make sense like Meryl Streep M- Meryl Meryl. Street. I'm sorry what
2: <laughs> Meryl Streep
3: it's not the <laughs> it's first all, time we've we discussed react, her on this podcast way. and it won't yeah, be the last so, time we've I discussed her he on this stuck. podcast I think, <laughs> think he
0: got stuck behind the cushion
3: yeah oh my god oh my god I usually try not to pay attention to that, but that was just like a cartoon. So funny! I can't wait for you to see that back. You guys are going to watch. You guys are going (laughs) to make that like a boomerang. (laughs)
2: That's going to be a gif right there.
0: Uh, oh, yes. Bill Murray actually agreed to omit his name from the opening credits because he did not want people thinking that they were coming to see a Bill Murray movie because of both Caddyshack and Meatballs. He had a bit of a reputation at that point, so yeah. he didn't want people thinking that they're like, oh, I'm going to see a Bill Murray movie. Bill Murray's so. like oh, good, interesting. He's, he's
1: just
2: good a good dude. Person, he's man. just a good person. He Again, is. the
0: opposite of Michael Dorsey.
2: I guess so. Yeah, I yeah.
0: guess. Acceptance. Acceptance. That's what Bill Murray is. Forgiveness. <laughs> <laughs> Dustin, uh, Dustin Hoffman claimed that after playing tootsie for the first time he went home burst into tears told his wife how brainwashed he had been and this is in the afi interview molly sent me which i thought was really touching except for the part where he said my friend came up with the idea which was bullshit um he <laughs> so he had these ma- these hair and makeup tests he wanted columbia to do these hair and makeup tests so that he himself could feel oh, like he could pass right. the hair and makeup tests plausibly as in a real woman life right which and going through this process, he's like, I want to be more beautiful. What get, What can we do? And they're like, Dusty, that's as good as it's going to get, buddy. And then he that's had an epiphany of- Yeah. He's like, that's just, you are as God made you, sir. (laughs) And he had this epiphany of, wow, I have ignored so many women at so many parties or so many experiences in my life because of how I view women as beautiful because I've been brainwashed to view them in a very certain way. How meta. I have missed so many conversations, so many opportunities to connect because- of how brainwashed I am to view women in that way. Which and I did take some umbrage at how
2: many times that they were like close up and they're like not too close. That <laughs>
0: yeah. that pissed I, I me thought, off. I thought that was a running that joke made
2: me mad.
0: Because
1: well, but but but, I mean, but but the thing is is like if it was a man, so right. like yeah, there is that kind of meta uh, moment of well, it actually is a man, and so he's yeah. not gonna be woman pretty, he's gonna be a different kind of so. Yeah. I don't yeah. know.
0: And uh, and he is, as Dorothy tells Jessica Lang, like, oh, I wear so much makeup because I have a mustache thing going on. Right. And she totally buys that. And then later in the movie, she's oh! like, oh, I actually felt the mustache. You might want to. <laughs> also,
2: too, the, the crazy, I'm sorry, I know you're doing trivia, no, you're but fine. there was that crazy moment where Jessica Lange was like, I love you, but I can't love you. Oh right. my God. Fucking heartbreak. Just. And I was like, oh my God. It, there there was also, again, some like sexuality and like sexual exploration undertones there that yeah. was just like.
3: Well, that's what she meant. Yeah. yeah exactly. I love you, but I'm not going to fuck you.
2: So please right. it's, right. stop But then it was also like, me. it was, well, then I also thought it was too, is like, I love you, but it's like, I felt that there was, and maybe this is just, you know, me identifying with my own journey uh, with sexuality. It was like, she was like, I, I'm attracted to you, but I don't understand why I'm attracted to you. And I love you but I can't love you it was like all this different stuff I thought a
0: big part of it was knowing her father was attracted to Dorothy she felt like she was being put in the middle of that as well so that was like a whole other weird. weird. so she was choosing her father over Dorothy in that (laughs) way
1: but also I've I've known I've known many women in my life who have that that are not lesbian yet can feel a chemistry, can feel a connection with a woman yeah. beyond just friendship. And so oh, yeah. I, 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 think that, I think that that is one of the things that is more easily accessed in women than men, that, that, that emotional connection to another person of the same gender that women seem to be very fluid and easy with, whereas men have a lot of barriers to, to find that connection. Yeah. Yeah. I I think that's
2: true. Like there, there, because we communicate so much more, at least I feel the gender that I identify with is able to communicate emotion a lot more clearly. So I'm able to find a bit more gray versus black and white. Whereas I think that A society you know puts a lot of pressure on men to be like nope you're this or this there's nothing in between yeah and there's a lot more leeway for the perhaps the female gender i don't know that but then i also know there's always exceptions like it's never always one thing yeah yeah,
1: no one and no group is everyone thing yeah of course yeah exactly Exactly.
0: my last bit of trivia is relating to gina davis again this was her (gasps) first movie there's a great line in the movie where uh gina davis tells dorothy oh everything has changed so much for the better since you came here you know you've just lifted the show and made us and uh, made us all feel like family and dustin hoffman has a really funny line but dustin hoffman mentored davis through the experience and the one piece of advice he gave her was like never sleep with your co-stars If someone tries, just say this, just say, I feel like it would really affect the chemistry we would have on camera. Gina Davis had to use that line a decade later on Jack Nicholson (gasps) when he tried to sleep with her. And Nicholson's reaction was like, whoa, where did you get that line? (laughs) Holy shit. (laughs) Wow. And he just walked away. So what works.
3: What movie were they in together?
0: I think it was Hero. What
3: Hmm. it wasn't,
0: and she was was nominated for an Oscar. It
2: wasn't Cutthroat Island.
0: I think it it wasn't, unfortunately.
2: (laughs) Okay, okay. Uh. I mean, he's
3: not wrong. Also,
2: like
0: (laughs) he's not wrong.
3: I mean. It sucks that you need a, a right. reason besides saying no. Oh.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. again, that was something. Uh, no, I'm going to save that. I'm right. going to save for Ransom Which Rage, we see in the it. movie. Um, I'm going to save it. I'm going right. to save
0: it. So that's trivia.
2: That's trivia. Sort of to, to cap us off and, and wrap us out. Cap us out and wrap us off. Wrap, sure. Cap it. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> uh, we go into the uh, worth a watch section. This is where we like to let you know, is the cookie worth the calories? Would you recommend watching this movie? we're going to start out with our guest patrick is this worth a watch
1: you know what if i'm if i'm basing it off of let's go with eyelashes you know out of five (laughs) eyelashes what would i give it (laughs) i would have to say i would have to give this a solid four it's 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 not a because of uh, of different writings and holes in the plot lines and different things like that it's 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 certain depictions of uh you know scenarios with women and men For those reasons, I think in 2021, it can't get a full five, but Mm -hmm. I would give it a solid four because I think it, it hits enough of the marks to where someone now with, with certain exceptions, but someone now can appreciate it for what it is and also understand the comedy, understand the, the roles that are kind of being played with and becoming fluid and, and, you know, kind of walk a mile in my shoes kind of thing. So yeah. yes, I would give it four out of five eyelashes.
2: Molly, I'm curious about you. I'm going to hop it on over to you first. I
3: mean, our listeners will be not surprised to find out that I do not think it is worth a
0: watch. <laughs> I'm in the dissenting camp.
3: Ah, uh, <laughs> pretty much every episode. <laughs> I,
2: there are one, there's like
3: there's, there's like one. you
2: and Ben. there's,
3: there's, there's yes. I think one which I've said we should watch it so far. It's not not over yet. I found no importance. I don't feel like I learned anything. I don't feel like I was entertained. Mm -hmm. I felt uncomfortable. I felt gaslit. I felt by the character, not like the movie gaslit me. I thought, I was, <laughs> thought it was going to be one thing and it wasn't. I, like I knew what it was. There but, are like, movies that do that. Oh my God. There Can we do that?
2: movies that do Can, that. Next time I go to All when, of the, new Star when Wars the pandemic movies? is over and we go to the next Star Wars movie, I'm going to come out from the movie theater and be like, I would like my money back. That movie just gaslit it, me. Gaslit <laughs> I want my money back. <laughs> but right in now.
3: general, if you haven't seen this movie and your question, you, I, I think you don't need to.
2: If you haven't seen it, you don't need to. All
3: right, all
2: right, fair. Ben,
0: I love this movie. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm I'm (laughs) I'm really trying to like check myself as a self-identifying straight white male living in America who's also an actor. You you are Michael Dorsey without being the asshole. Oh my god, I might be Michael Dorsey. Every man
3: actor has the potential of being Michael Dorsey. That Let's is true. Put it out there. That made,
0: is true. Made in 1982. And maybe this, this is something that Patrick touched on briefly. Made in 1982. I feel like it was it was groundbreaking to a point. I'm not saying they stuck every landing. But watching this movie, it is so well made. I was telling Megan last night, I'm like, I don't think a single line or a single shot is quote unquote wasted in this movie. I'm not saying it's perfect, but almost everything everything in this movie has some sort of meaning and what, whether it's the writing or the way it's filmed, we have these great inserts where if you think about Dorothy's first day on set, where she has to like catch Jessica Lange, but she catches her and then the doctor gives the wrong line. Cause he's looking at the teleprompter and there there's just so much great coverage and you know, what's going on at every single moment and every single beat of this movie that it felt like to me, I was watching a play and some of the shots were even, even composed that way too. So I'm trying to be mindful of like all of the messages and, and what this movie represents. But to me, I, I didn't, I didn't write anything down for no. this movie because I was just so taken away by it. So I think at the same time, I'm trying to check myself, but, but, Defend the movie, right. but I I loved it. I loved every moment of it, and I'm not saying it succeeded in all of its all of its messaging or maybe what it was trying to do. But and um, just wants honestly, to land the
3: role in the Broadway tour I when just it comes
0: want back. The next. Broadway tour, <laughs> yeah,
2: so, I get
3: it. I, I get it. I
2: think it's really fascinating too that there was that whole fucking ordeal over the non-act Tootsie. tour. Oh my
0: gosh! I like didn't think
2: about after that. watching this, hearing about how all those actors would have been put in some pretty precarious situations yeah, yeah. and how they were all desperate for work. And I'm like, that's fucking meta shit yeah. about the whole Tootsie Non-Eck thing. But then I also have friends who know producers and some, like they're like, nope, that's not how it was supposed to shake out that way. And yeah. there's lots of layers to it. There's a lot of layers to I it. I believe
0: this movie is worth a watch. Megan. Um, think?
2: I think that it is I'm going to say we're going to give this one worth a watch with a grain of salt because I think that just like the, it just like Ben said like you do need to remember when this was made and that there are parts of this that right now is just like uh, you know some parts of it are like if ever a movie needed to be me tooed, like there are some parts of this movie that are really not okay but then also too there are a lot of parts of it that are so joyful and are so fun and are so empowering for women and so mm-hmm. I think that there are some really strong unless you were like hypersensitive to that kind of thing anyways that stuff wouldn't catch your eye i suppose and like let's face it just like ben said no movie unless you're moana is going to get everything right moana so i think that considering that i think it's totally worth a watch however just keep in mind when it's made i actually really enjoyed this movie and there were the i'm going to talk about it in rants and raves but (laughs) <laughs> the physical comedy in this oh man! just the one-off fucking physical comedy i loved like on-camera physical comedy loved yeah. it's that's hard stuff to do yeah. so um, i would say worth a watch yeah yeah
3: i think what i'm learning in this podcast is movies don't get a pass just because of when they were made for me like they either upset oh. me or i like them you know right and that's like yeah no <laughs> ups- not for this one it upset me and yeah he didn't I'm gonna say this for the three listeners he never said I'm sorry it's true, true. That the mm-hmm. whole time after he reveals himself and then again when he goes to her he says things that he was he, but he never said the words I'm sorry he made that whole speech that we talked about earlier of the I'm a better man than when I'm a woman and when I'm a man but the lines I'm I'm sorry yes did
0: he say I'm sorry to her dad
3: Oh, that's interesting because yes. that was the scene that I thought was wasted and could have been cut. Oh, huh. that was the dis- that was the other part I disagreed with you on. Ben was like, I was like,
2: I think that scene. I also don't think all the like the montage in the. In the upstate, I was like, I don't need to see him on the back of a tractor. Like, thank you, but
1: yeah, oh, yeah, that was You're, weird. That was weird. Too.
2: also too like so 80s with like the song in the background as yeah. they're like, you know, making dinner and like I'm riding horseback. Oh, she's we have to the see dinner. them fall in love,
0: do you, or him fall in love with her. I
2: with her. suppose. I guess again, I we could cut that and have but half, also the, the dad go, falling Tootsie in love go, with Dorothy, and then we could have pushed that over to the makeover scene for Tootsie that we missed out
0: on. I'm not right. saying it hit the mark. We got to
2: allocate them. the diff- I'm gonna say it's <laughs> flawed. I that also is also th- something we say.
3: I don't remember him saying I'm sorry to the dad. Okay. So, I you I know, I'm not sure so if There you did was he, he might have, yeah. but for me, it felt like the entire movie. Like even the parts that were joyful, I was like, "But you're, but we're, but you're gaslighting her," you know, right. like right. the whole time. That's all I can think. This whole movie mm. is that he's just gaslighting everybody, mm. and he might get his come up into the end but he doesn't also like I,
0: interestingly oh, enough and maybe i should have touched on this that. i should have touched on this maybe a little bit earlier but we can save it for ransom yes, it, it, it has ransom to do raves. with the writing and i'll get into that yes. a little bit
2: so. so um that's it for this episode that's if you it. uh subscribe to the patreon level where you get to listen to ransom and raves clearly you're gonna get an earfall and just a bit <laughs> um but thank you so much for uh joining our show patrick is there anything that that we can plug for you here at the end of the show for For our listeners so that they can learn about
1: jazz. Well, I mean, uh, a year ago, you, Megan, were on my podcast, which was, it was a great episode, great time. So, you know, I've had a lot of great guests since you, and we've talked about some wonderful things. So I would love, you know, if you're, if you're wanting more, basically Tootsie is encapsulates (laughs) the, the first 20, 30 minutes encapsulates my podcast about why we'll never make it what what holds us back what, what are we trying to overcome so if you're an artist and just don't want to feel alone and want to know that other people are going through what you're going through and learn how to kind of make it through then that's that's what my podcast is for so why I'll never make it find it anywhere you find audio.
2: It's so funny. I told my mom about your podcast. She's like, I confess, I haven't listened to it because I don't like thinking that you're not going to make it. And I was like, mom, that's not, that's not what the podcast is about. She's like, it's not. And I was like, no, it's, it's a play on words. It's, it's about people have made it. It's just how you define success. She's like, oh. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay, well, I'll go visit the podcast. And I'm like, okay. Podcast.
3: I know. That was redeeming, mom.
1: Did you think the whole episode, I'm just going, this is why you'll never make it because you're stupid. You're ugly. How dare you? You're an oh, talented. No. What
0: are you doing?
1: That's probably what she thought
0: it was I, doing.
2: For whatever. That's and so she, was, she was so cute about it. She's like, I don't know. Maybe my generation just takes things too literally. And I was like, no, it's fine, mom. It's okay. Some I'll weird therapy
3: session. It's just cool. a weird therapy session where you just like, say all of the things you hate about yourself. Like, like no, I, right. I, I like, deserve this. It's, yeah.
1: Sometimes yeah. it
0: turns into that. I mean, yeah. I believe it. I yeah. believe
1: it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, Patrick Oliver-Jones, thank you so much for being here. Please do check out his podcast, Why I'll Never Make It. It's, I assume, available wherever oh, yeah. you get your podcasts. Where
3: you're listening to this one. Anywhere, anywhere where you're you get, listening uh, to this yeah. one
2: right now. Except yeah. for our
3: Patreon.
0: Yeah. Just, just to go, go to the search button. Boop, boop. Yeah, which is right down boop, boop, boop. here.
2: <laughs> no, I don't there. think... I, here. <laughs>
0: Click here to... No, I, we won't. I don't that think that that's going to happen. <laughs> We're going to have to talk to... Uh, Patrick, thank you. Molly, thank you for always uh, keeping us on task and for being sure. here. And to all of our amazing listeners, our Patreon viewers, thank you so much for tuning in. We will see you guys next time.
1: Bye! Bye-bye. But-
0: so I Married to Cinephile is hosted by Benjamin Farmer and Megan Carver. It is produced by Molly McCarthy with original music by Tom McGovern. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at... SIMAC Podcast. And you can find us on Patreon at
2: patreon.com backslash SIMAC Podcast.
0: Subscribe today and help out all the artists that make this podcast. I married a sinner